It's podcasting time! As always, my name is Jonathan Isaacson, and this is Just Another Jerk, Dispatches from Japan, the podcast where I inflict my audience with my voice and sometimes half-baked ideas. And those ideas are usually Japan-related. Please remember to rate, review, subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you cast your pods. So, it's time for another quick update about the state of Japan and the coronavirus spread. No guests this week. Um, I hope to have another guest, another former co-worker of mine, who is now living and working remotely, uh, working remotely back in the States. We've got to rec- uh, do some coordination of our schedules, but hopefully that will happen in the next week or so, and I can share that with everyone very soon. So, how are things going here? Well, kind of the same as last week. Uh, there have been some more confirmed cases, of course, uh, as more testing is, testing is happening more and more now. And the total of confirmed cases is up to somewhere around 9,000, uh, with about 174 confirmed deaths, I think, due to the virus. I haven't looked today. There may be more. Um, since I up, uh, updated this last night. And Tokyo is the hotspot of Japan, not surprising with all the people. And there are over 2,300, close to 2,500 cases now confirmed. Um, there's a lot of news reports about businesses being affected, which is a huge problem. I get it. And these are mostly small, medium-sized businesses that are going to be endangered by the economic impact. So the government really needs to do something to get something sorted out for some sort of relief package slash safety net for these people. You know, the people who don't have a reliable monthly income that's always the same, things that are based on customers. This is a tough time for them. I get it. So yeah, places like uh, family-owned restaurants, independent boutique shops, things like that, they need help. They really need help. I get it. Absolutely. Um, But here in Sendai, Miyagi Prefecture as a whole, the number of cases continues to creep up. There were 10 confirmed cases, I think, two days ago, uh, only one yesterday. But those 10 that were confirmed in the prefecture, six of them were connected to a teacher who works at both an English conversation school and at a hoikoen, which is kind of a preschool slash daycare center. Um... Yeah, so six new cases connected to that one person because they tested everyone who was working or attending those schools. Um, So a lot of new confirmed cases there. So Sendai now has 52 cases confirmed, and Miyagi as a whole has 65, I believe. I'm sure this is changing, but that's the latest numbers that I recall seeing. And I've noticed at least some changes in behavior. Um, For example... I went out with my family for a short drive last weekend uh, just to get out of the house and see some cherry blossoms, maintaining social distance, of course. And, of course, everyone is wearing masks. And regardless of what these various health organizations have said in the past about masks, even though it's changing, Japan is one of those countries where mask wearing is... I mean, it was already very common before all this started. You know, people with the flu 
as well as many others during the flu season who don't want to catch the flu, wear masks. Um, normally this time of year, many people wear them because they suffer from hay fever. And with all the cedar trees, cedar, is it cedar? Yeah, cedars. Cedar trees, the cedar trees that are in J many of Japan's forests have a lot of pollen, and that causes a lot of problems for a lot of people. So those people wear masks. Um, people who can't be bothered with putting on their makeup today, they wear masks. So lots and lots of people wear masks normally. So, of course, wearing masks during this pandemic is a bit atarimai, to say the Japanese. It's obvious. Yes, you are going to wear a mask in these times. And while it certainly has been very common for people to wear masks in Japan, now it is nearly everyone. Not quite 100%, but it's pretty damn high, the percentage of people wearing masks. There's a mix of paper masks and cloth masks around. Uh, my wife has made us each two or three masks, at least, out of cloth. Uh, my sister-in-law, who she studied clothing design, I believe, or something related to that, so she's very good at this kind of thing. She all sent us one extra one that she had made for everyone in the family. So we have our cloth masks. And I know all about the efficacy of different materials, so don't at me. On Twitter, I get it. But in a place like Japan, masks are as much about signaling to other people that you are doing your part to help, that you are aware of the risks. So the social role of masks is also something worth thinking about when you live in a place like Japan. Or I'm sure Korea is similar, uh, China I think is similar, that masks, there's a social element to masks as well as an actual medical or health-related uh, element. So another thing that we noticed when we went out on that drive was that some of the convenience stores have started to hang plastic sheets from the ceiling to create at least something of a barrier between employees and customers at the cash register. And these look like things they probably went and purchased at hardware stores, just big, clear, flexible plastic sheets that you would probably use as a drop cloth kind of type things. Um, they've got a little hole cut out at the counter so you can pass items and money back and forth. So these kind of things are becoming more and more common in Japan at places like convenience stores. And a lot of city halls are now using them, places like that, where there is direct contact, direct interaction between an employee and a customer or resident or whatever. So yeah, those are... Those are that, that's happening now in Japan. Oh, and Sendai has postponed entrance ceremonies and start-of-the-year ceremonies for all public elementary and junior high schools, which only makes sense, especially considering that the classes were already postponed. So they were going to have an entrance ceremony and then go right back to not having school. So had the decision not been made Tuesday night, schools would have had their opening ceremonies on Wednesday, followed by no classes from Thursday until next month. And at that point, you really have to ask, what is the purpose of this ceremony? Why are we doing it? Luckily, I, I mean, I guess that's the right word here, luckily. Luckily, someone thought long and hard about it and said, nah, let's not do this thing that would kind of defeat the purpose of postponing classes. So yeah, things are definitely being taken 
at least a little more seriously by at least some people. So hopefully we're starting to see some improvement in Japan with kind of their reaction from the general public. Um, certainly the the shots on TV of around the normally crowded train stations are showing fewer people. It's not zero, but it's certainly fewer. But there are also some reports that in certain places, it's really, you know, the, the, the dip in, in passengers is negligible. So we will see. Uh, personally, not a lot has changed. Um, we're still trying to figure out how school is going to work in a month or so once classes begin. I mean, me personally, I will be fine. I'm not so sure about my students if we are doing everything online. Um, it's one thing to switch to online in the middle of a semester. It's not great. I get it. That's really frustrating. It's hard. You got to re rejigger everything. But at least the teacher and the students know each other and are already connected online in some way, presumably. With Japan about to start the new school year, most of us will be trying to connect with students we don't know yet. And we have no idea about their technological capabilities. Can they use their computers, their smartphones to connect to an online class? We don't know. We'll have their school-issued email addresses, and they will be registered in our less-than-up-to-date learning management system that the school employs. So we should be able to connect to them and contact them in theory. Um, we'll see how well that goes. Hopefully, they will all be checking their emails because they know things are not normal. I'm trying right now to figure out the best way to get them to register for a Google Classroom as a way to organize my class. I mean, I'd use this LMS regardless as I try to run a paperless classroom. So using something like Google Classroom to organize all my homework and do all the quizzes and things is really useful anyway. But it's going to be very useful, I think, for doing online classes. Um, and being one of the faculty members most familiar with a lot of Google Suite um, applications, I've kind of been asked to help other faculty members through a crash course uh, in learning how to use Google Meet and Google uh, Classroom. So that's my professional life. Um, in my personal life, not a lot of effects. Um, I mean, I'm home more or less all the time, so I guess that is kind of a big one. I'm working from home, although not today. I had to come in to pick up some books and things like that. But yeah, I'm, I'm spending more time at home. So my daughter is using more English, which is one silver lining in this big mess of a world, I guess. Um, one minor downside, and this is one that admittedly is a very, very selfish one. I, I'm very well aware this is a selfish kind of negative but one minor downside is that most of the cycling events I was hoping to participate uh, in this year have been canceled. Uh, there was a small group ride that was supposed to happen last weekend, canceled. So I didn't get a chance to meet any fellow Sendai cyclists. Um, the Tour de Sacrambo ride in early June, canceled. Mount Chokai mountain bike ride in October, already canceled. I mean, that, I, I understand that because that one takes about three months of preparation. It's mountain biking, so they have to check the route and clear it if needed. Um, they have to, you know, mow some some grass and things like that, clear rocks if there are any large rocks in the trails. And they have to put up all the signs to with arrows to tell you which way to go, the like. So that one takes a lot of preparation. I get it. 
And unfortunately, this will be the third year in a row that it's been canceled. Uh, the previous two years, it was typhoons. Typhoons came through right on the weekend of the of the ride the last two years. Three years in a row without an event will likely hurt the registration numbers next year. Uh, so yeah, I'm a little bit worried about about that one. Uh, the, there were two other events that I was hoping to ride in this summer. They haven't been canceled yet, but the registration for both has been postponed. I will not be surprised at all if those are also canceled. But, I mean, again, these things, they don't really matter at all in the grand scheme. I'm well aware of that. These are just, it's my little selfish thing. I know it's selfish, so yeah, again, don't at me. But, yeah, otherwise, things are more or less okay for me personally. But I want to go back and talk just a little bit about something connected to the cases that are being confirmed here in Sendai. And I guess it's not just Sendai, but I mean, this is the one I'm paying most attention to. And one thing that has been really annoying me is the insistence to identify the nationality of the people confirmed to have the virus. Okay, well, not the nationality exactly, but whether or not they are Japanese nationals, whether they're Nihon Kokuseki or uh, Gai Kokuseki. So people of foreign nationality is or Japanese nationals. Why? What purpose does that serve? I can get identifying their place of work, even if not I'm not hugely a fan of it. I mean, obviously you'd want to let everyone who works there know when the people who might have interacted with people at this place of work, you would need to let them know. And yeah, in this day and age, that information would get out to the public very quickly. So identifying the place of work, I'm more or less okay with it. Do you need to get specific? Probably not. You don't need to say that someone is an assistant language teacher or someone is a convenience store clerk. Just say that they work at this, that, or the third elementary school. Say they work at X, Y, or Z convenience store. That should be enough. And what purpose does identifying whether or not someone is from Japan serve? What purpose does that serve? As far as I can tell, absolutely none. Zero. Yes, I get it. Japan is a somewhat closed society. Okay, most people would argue very closed society. If you aren't born of two Japanese parents, some people won't consider you Japanese. And if you are an immigrant, some people will never really consider you a full member of society. I get that. Some people might even call Japan a bit racist. And yeah, there's probably something to that. But that's a fish way too big to fry in the frying pan of this podcast, certainly of this episode. But telling everyone that the young woman who worked at the preschool daycare facility thing and the English conversation school, telling everyone that she was a person of foreign nationality, what does that do? That can only serve to make life a little more annoying for those of us who are immigrants to this country. Thanks to the reporting, I know that the cluster that started at the hub, the English-style pub in downtown Sendai, has been largely, but not entirely, largely foreign nationals. And now everyone in Sendai, if not Japan, knows this. Now, what if I have to take the train? I've been avoiding it, but what if I have to? 
Will other passengers think that I might be more dangerous to them as a possible carrier of the virus than a Japanese national who happens to be a passenger on the train? Quite possibly, even though I have not been to that hub. Admittedly, that's, you know, that's probably, you know, going to get me a little bit of extra space on the train, which this day and age is not a bad thing. And, you know, given Japanese culture, it's unlikely to become anything more than just an annoyance, though I could see certain situations where it might rise to personal discomfort or even danger. But, though, I mean, those are unlikely, but not impossible to imagine. So, yeah, please, Japanese media, Japanese governments, who I know aren't listening to this, but, you know, whatever, this is my podcast, I'll do what I want. So, you know, media, government... Unless you can give me a truly compelling reason why you need to identify the nationality of the people who are confirmed to have the virus, just please knock that ish off. And here ends the ranty part of the podcast, and all of the episode for that matter. So please remember to subscribe, rate, review, and share. Sneak onto your friend's phone or computer or whatever, download, subscribe, make them share it. Whatever you can do to help the podcast out. You can find the Twitter for this podcast at Just Another Cast. You can email questions, comments, suggestions, or whatever to Just Another Jerk Podcast at gmail.com. So, on that note, I'm out. Peace. <laughs>